Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This week, I learned that negativity is contagious. And we often discuss the fact that positive energy is so contagious. Joy is contagious. Sneezing is contagious. But we don't really talk about how negativity can be just as contagious as all the rest of the things I've stated. And I've been really noticing that the way negative negativity creeps in is kind of different. It, it creeps in slowly and under your radar. And before you know it, you're just, you're just changed. You, the positive outlook you used to have is now dim. You used to see light. Now everything is gray and you don't even know when you get there until you stop and take a step back and realize, whoa, when did I get to this place of not trusting, not having faith, not being optimistic, not being positive. So I've really been trying to pay attention to how I operate and to how things are affecting me. Because once I realized that negativity was really taking a toll on me, it took a while for me to really step back and and figure out where it was coming from and also unlearn my new negative habits and get back to the type of person that I wanted to be. So I've been really just paying attention to what's around me, who's around me, what I surround myself with and how it, it weighs on my morale, how it weighs on my energy. And there are some situations that unfortunately we can't avoid, but being cognizant to the fact that they aren't necessarily the best for you will give you the strength or the perception required to be able to counteract all of the negative influences that may come from those situations. So that's what I've been doing this week. And I feel really good. Um, I don't, I try to not be swayed by everyday things or by everyday people. I'm the person who I am and what I've come to build has been years in the making and is rooted on solid foundations of things that I truly believe in, in faith, in family, in love and in positivity. So I don't want to easily be rocked. And that's why I try to be deeply rooted, you know, and the fact that I found myself being rocked was really confusing (laughs) initially and kind of a piss off if I'm being honest, but we're back now. And better than ever and more cognizant so that we don't get back to those places and be a version of myself that I'm not the most fond of. I hope you guys had a chance to meditate on the words to live by for this past week, which were tune into what feels right. And with this discussion of emotions and instincts and trusting your gut, I found that it can be extremely scary sometimes we we want to do what feels right but sometimes what feels right comes with a lot of unanswered question or potential for things that don't feel right such as entering into a relationship because you'd like the person but the fear of a breakup that would be devastating and emotionally too much for you to handle or stepping out and quitting your job or starting a business or putting yourself out there in a way that could bring you a lot of positive outcomes, but at the same time puts you in a place of extreme vulnerability and fear. And what I 
seen through my research and through paying attention and speaking with a lot of people and watching a lot of interviews is that there is always risk in purpose. I have yet to see a purpose that is, hmm, I have yet to see a purpose in general that is positive and in line with someone's destiny that doesn't, that doesn't pose any risks at all. And risks are subjective, right? Emotional risks are a lot for some people, whereas some people it's financial risks, you know? So yeah, in tuning into what feels right and acting on the tuning that you've just done, there, there will be a potential for a lot of risk, but on the other side of that, it always feels good. It always feels good to be able to say, I've done this thing. And even if it doesn't work, at least you can check it off the bucket list and it can clear up space in your mind because I find that what ifs take up way too much space in our mind and it's extremely distracting. So with that, I'm going to get right into our talk for this week. And this week I'm going to be talking about pedestals. So the topic of pedestals and in particular, putting people on pedestals is one that I've had on my list of topics I wanted to discuss on this podcast, probably since the inception of this podcast. And the reason why I never really spoke about it is because I didn't know what angle to approach it at. I knew my feelings on it. I knew kind of what I wanted to say, but I didn't know exactly how to put it into words in a way that I felt would be beneficial and teach you guys something or give you a new perspective that you can apply to your everyday lives. This past week, though, while reading the Bible, a scripture slapped me in the face and it confirmed to me exactly why I needed to talk about this topic this week. So the scripture was Matthew 7, 6, and it reads, Do not give that which is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Um, I'll read it one more time. Do not give that which is holy to dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. When I read this, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, that is so weird. I found it shocking and I found it interesting. Like, who would give their pearls to swine? It's mind-blowing. And through reading it and meditating on it, I had so many questions. And as I just stated, the first question was, why would you cast your pearls before swine in the first place? For those of you who don't know what swine is, swine is pig. <laughs> so to bring pearls, which are something of value, and give it to a pig just doesn't make any sense. And just like the same thing with the first sentence, don't give that which is holy to dogs. Why would you give something that's holy to a dog anyway, right? And the second question I had was, why would they tear me to pieces? It's understanding that they trample them under their feet because that's them not understanding the value of what you've given them. But lest they turn around and tear you to pieces, I found aggressive. Like, <laughs> why are they destroying you? Like, it doesn't even make sense, right? And upon reading and studying and really thinking about it, the answer I found to almost all the questions I had was about putting something on a pedestal that it doesn't belong on. And for definition, for the sake of this discussion, 
um, pedestal is used in reference to a situation in which someone is greatly or uncritically admired and similar words are idolize and exalt so with that being said there are so many negative thoughts that come to mind when I think of putting people on pedestals and I have yet to see a situation where somebody is placed on a pedestal where eventually it doesn't end up being a negative experience for either both parties or the person on the pedestal or the person who is the placer of people on pedestals. And I find that putting people on pedestals is difficult, is a negative thing, but also being put on pedestals is a negative thing. So I decided to break pedestals down into three sections. The first one's going to be the creation of a pedestal. The second one, the pressures of a pedestal. And the third, the destruction of a pedestal. And from these three places is where I'm going to use to break down my thoughts on it and give you guys a basis to understand the negativities and also the potential pressures of being placed on a pedestal and also placing someone on a pedestal. So the first one I'm going to start off with is the creation of a pedestal. And when you think of a pedestal and putting someone on a pedestal, you think that it's something that's done on purpose. But what I find is that it's often a subconscious behavior. It's not something that you decide, you see somebody and you just say, this person's the most amazing thing. I'm going to put them above everybody else. It's, it's an idolization or admiration to the point of no wrongdoing. Just as the definition said, it's uncritically admired, right? Admiration, but without being critical. It's just, I love you so much. I think you're so amazing. I look up to you so much that you're literally untouchable. And there's an issue with this because of the fact that nobody is perfect. So to put someone on a pedestal or to create a pedestal and put someone on it with under the perception and understanding that they are incapable of doing any wrongs puts you in a very tricky situation. And the thing is that when someone is placed on that type of pedestal, they can ultimately get away with a lot of wrongdoing because you've hardwired the benefit of the doubt into their behavior. So if they were to make a mistake, you'd be in a situation where you might say, oh, it's not even that. Or even if it's something that's blatantly wrong, you'll find a way to manipulate the situation in your head to convince yourself that what they did was the most righteous, the most upright, the most correct thing, and that they're actually incapable of doing anything wrong. And as you know, we're, as I said, we're not all perfect. None of us are perfect. So to put someone in this place and to put someone on such a high radar or high standing that they're perfect in your eye, you actually inadvertently hold them back from necessary truths, which can be detrimental to that person as well, right? Because if they are waiting for you to tell them what they need to know, and you can't tell them because of the fact that you think that everything they do is perfect, you're setting that person up for disappointment or potentially failure if they are somebody who is very dependent on you and your opinion. And you're also setting yourself up for failure because if you're sitting there waiting with the assumption that that person is incapable of any wrongdoing, 
what happens at the moment where they show their human nature and they do something wrong. That I'm going to talk about more so in the last section, which is the destruction of a pedestal. But yeah, um, putting someone on a pedestal or creating a pedestal for someone is, is you idolizing them. And that might sound crazy and harsh to say, and it might, and for those of you who are religious, like myself, it might seem like a very heavy choice of words, but it is when you put someone so high above everything else that they're incapable of wrongdoing in your eyes, but not in reality, you've put them in an idolized position because if they were human or if they were a regular human, that would not wouldn't be the case, right? Because we know for a fact that everybody makes mistakes, but to be unable to see any wrong somebody is doing is a high level of admiration that I personally don't believe anybody deserves. <laughs> Even myself, I don't, oh my gosh. In the next section, I'll talk about being idolized and I'm sorry, being put on a pedestal and the pressures of that, but it's a situation that you're putting someone into and it's a pressure that is near impossible for anybody to constantly uphold over a long period of time, which takes me into the second part, which is the pressures of a pedestal and the pressures of a pedestal for the person who is on a pedestal is the need to constantly perform perfection or idealism. And this is mind blowing for those of you who have ever been felt like someone put you on an on on an unnecessary pedestal i'm sure you felt the pressure to perform perfection or idealism and when i say perform perfection it's the thought of or it's the behavior of constantly seeming trying your best to be the version of yourself that somebody has perceived you to be and even if that's not who you are, you're going to do everything in your power to try and maintain it, which of course is a performance, right? Because if it's not who you are and you're doing it, it's an act, it's not natural. So you end up being a caricature of yourself that you think makes somebody happy. And with that comes the feeling that anything less than that is failure, right? Um, when somebody sees you in a light of greater than or when you're put on a pedestal there's a fear that comes along with the fact that if that person sees you for who you really are it's going to be a major disappointment to them it's it's the concept of somebody seeing you as a hundred and you actually being a 50 if they had seen you as a 50 from jump it would it would be fine because that's who you are but if someone has you at a hundred, you, you're going to try to maintain that hundred because you know, being the 50 who, that you actually are can be devastating to them because it's so far off from what they've created you to be. And on the other side, when you put someone on a pedestal, there's often the inability for that person to be open and real with you because of the fact that them doing so may shatter your perception and when they are being real with you and being honest and open and not being the I ideal person or situation that you've put them to be, you might not have the ability to see that. You might be in a situation where you're like, this is not real. Or you give them the benefit, um, you try to find a way to 
deter them and turn them back into the ideal situation that you've put them into. And when people who are placed on pedestals are feeling the pressure to perform, they'll find themselves lying to you. They'll find themselves pretending and they'll find themselves withholding because anything that if their truth is not the idea that you've put on them, you're probably not going to want to hear it or they're not going to want to give it to you because of the fact that it's going to shatter the image, right? So what they'll do instead is they'll lie to you. Another thing they'll do is pretend, which is obvious, obviously the performance aspect. And the third thing that they'll do is that they will withhold their truth and their situations from you in hopes that you can continue to see them in the light that you do. And maybe they'll talk to other people about it. And when I'm talking about, about pedestals, it's also important to look at not just romantic relationships, but the people in your lives that you've put on pedestals. Like sometimes parents put their children on pedestals and they think that they're so perfect and there's no way they can do any wrong. We put our parents on pedestals. You put your siblings on pedestals and it's just a very hard and pressure filled place to be in. Um, from personal experience, I could say there was probably, yeah, there is only one glaring situation that I could say I was put on a pedestal by somebody and this the relationship or if we could call it that didn't really last long I I felt it was way too much pressure um the person he was calling me perfection and that in itself scared me because I'm like I am nowhere near perfect and if we're just getting to know each other and you've already and you decide that this is what I am I'm I'm terrified to have to keep that up. And I'm also terrified of what will happen when you realize that I'm not perfection and I'm not this great, well-rounded, perfectly balanced, spiritually great human being that you've painted me to be in your eyes. And I've even had friends who have been in relationships with people who put them on pedestals. And there was a lot of issues that came with that. One of the issues being the fact that as I said, the person constantly felt the need to perform and they couldn't even go to their significant other with issues and problems for fear of the fact that they wouldn't understand or fear of the fact that that person would discourage them from feeling anything other than positive and happy because that's what they had determined them to be. And on the flip side, for people who have put people on pedestals, sometimes there's a lot of, what would I call it? there's a lot of fear and a lot of discouragement because of the fact that you see somebody as perfect, you see them as so ideal. And then you look at yourself and you have imposter syndrome in looking at them and wondering, how did I end up with this person? How did I get so lucky? This person is about to realize that I'm trash or I'm not anywhere near up to their standard and they're going to leave me soon. And this has even led to cheating in some situations that I know of personally where um, the person who had put someone on a pedestal was like, I don't think I'm good enough for you. And it always made me self-conscious because I think you're so perfect. You have everything together. You get everything right. You're spiritually sound. You're amazing. And that made me nervous that one day you were going to leave me. And I got so insecure that I couldn't even talk to you about it. And I spoke to somebody else about it and they seemed to understand me and be more normal. And I ended up cheating with them, which when you look at is mind blowing because how you place someone in such an untouchable place that then you get sad about the fact that you can't touch them. 
And then you start to feel bad about yourself for the place you put them in, which makes you cheat. And it's just really mind blowing. But that's what happens when you expect someone to uphold unhuman standards, which is what I believe putting someone on a pedestal is. It's unhuman. Who was the only perfect man? It was Jesus Christ. And he was half man, half God, right? And to put somebody on that level is, is scary for that person in so many ways. And it's also dangerous for you because what exactly happens when that facade is shattered, which is the third point, which is the destruction of the pedestal, right? And shattering the pedestal, as I said, can be extremely traumatic and extremely hard from the perspective of the stander, which is the person standing on the pedestal. It can literally be freedom because of the fact that you can finally be yourself and not no longer feel the pressures to perform to perform as I previously stated and also not feel so wound up and tight and feel like you're always on the brink of failing someone by being yourself, which is a ridiculous, a ridiculously heavy burden to bear. And on the flip side of the freedom side, it can also be extremely tragic because it's important to also talk about the fact that some people enjoy their pedestals. I'm not going to sit here and say that there aren't people who love to be demigods who love to be worshipped by the masses and who are willing to do everything in their power to perform and keep these facades of perfection to the point where they don't even know who they actually are anymore because they are so committed to playing this role and for people who are so committed and love the pedestal that they've been put on for that pedestal to be shattered can be absolutely devastating. And one of the ways that I'm sure we can see this a lot is in celebrities, right? Whether we like it or not, many of us put celebrities above the regular human and everything they do is perfection or they just are not on the same level as us, right? And when scandals erupt, <laughs> when when a cheating scandal drops or something like that, it completely blows our perception of that person. And that you'll see a lot of celebrities who, when a scandal drops and they're in a situation where society sees them as human and they do something that's very human, even if it's not a positive thing, many unpositive things are inherently human, you'll see that they have a very hard time and many of them can't bounce back or recover, or at least not for a long time, i.e. when... Tiger Woods had his cheating scandal. It it rocked his whole world. It it rocked his world to the point where his gameplay in golf, which isn't which is physical, whereas cheating is mental, or whereas our perception of him cheating has nothing to do with that. It really rocked his world, and you'll see this all the time because when somebody is used to being placed on that pedestal. Anything less than it is a tragedy to them. And anything that happens that knocks them off of it can be extremely difficult for them to recover from because they don't know how to live life with people knowing they're normal. They don't know how to live life with people being able to point out blatant criticisms about them that are based in truth, that can't be hidden, can't be overturned, or can't be given the benefit of the doubt. And at the same time, for the people who are the placers of people on pedestals, when 
there when these people do stuff that is inherently human but not necessarily a trait that they would give to the person they put on the pedestal you'll find a lot of people sympathizing with tr- with nonsense and i don't even need to to name names you guys all know it so many situations where people celebrities have done clearly disgusting immoral non-defense indefensible things and you'll still find those cheerleaders saying no it was probably this person who pressured them it was probably the other person's fault just because they're trying so hard to maintain this pedestal that they've put the person on so from the perspective of the placers the shattering of a pedestal can be extremely blindsiding when you've put someone at this level and you've convinced yourself of all that all they do is perfect and they can do no wrong. The the dissonance that comes with them doing wrong and you thinking they can do no wrong, that confusion in your mind can be extremely traumatic and hard to reconcile. And in reconciling it, there comes a point where you have to realize that it's either you say, well, yeah, this person ain't perfect. My bad for thinking that. And sometimes it takes you down a rabbit hole where you start to find every single imperfection of that person to make yourself feel better. And on the other side, it can put you in a place where you're just blindly defending them, as I have previously stated, right? To make sure that that creation of your mind remains the same and stays exactly where you did. And on the other end, it can be extremely disappointing because you've put so much faith in this person, you've put so much expectations on this person, and in your mind, and based on whatever way you've looked at it, the expectations that you've put on the person were justified because you looked at them and you felt that they are perfectly capable of upholding these expectations, right? So it wasn't even like you were putting a pressure on them that they couldn't handle in your mind. But then the moment that they shatter and they can't handle it, it can be very disappointing because it's like, I thought you were better than this. I I thought you could do this. I thought you could handle this. And here you are not handling it. But when you put unrealistic expectations on people, some people do possess the, the strength to be able to uphold it for a while. But the moment that they can't uphold it, it becomes our position to also pay attention to the fact that is what I'm doing appropriate. And Many of us love people so much that, and we just think it's a regular admiration, a regular deserved love that we aren't even able to admit the fact that we're idolizing them and that we're putting them on pedestals. And that's one thing that I really want you guys to take a look at after this discussion. Take a look at the people in your life. Take a look at your mentors, the people who you look up to, I'd say more so than any, because those are the people who you may have put on a pedestal. And if you've put them on a pedestal and you decide that that's what you want to do, more power to you. I don't know what else to say, but if you're starting to realize that it's an unrealistic and heavy pressure place to put someone, then look into how to take them off that pedestal. And taking someone off a pedestal doesn't mean you don't respect them and admire them, but it means that you also grant them the ability to be human. And you also are able to critically take a look at the things they do and give a critical assessment as well. They're not above reproach. They're not so perfect. And you're not small. 
and blessed to be in their grace. You know what I mean? It's not a worship situation. It's not a situation where they are so much better than you or above you that it's like, thank you kindly, sir, for letting me grace your presence or like gracing me with your presence. I think we need to really look at people as people and know that everybody is able to be critiqued. Even if you can't touch them, untouchables are still able to be critiqued. And just because you're critiquing someone doesn't mean you need to tell them point blank what you're feeling. But I think it's important that we don't put anybody or any situation in a place where they're so perfect or so ideal that they're above human interactions or human feelings and behaviors. So with that, I'm going to get right into my words to live by for this week, which are, which are no one deserves the pressure of perfection. I think that that's just the general consensus of this whole situation. It's way too much pressure. And heading back to the scripture, which I initially discussed at the beginning, when you set your pearls before swine, in, in terms of the pedestal, this is giving everything you have to somebody because you believe that they are deserving of it for whatever reason, even though they're clearly not, because the person who sets their pearls before swine is somebody who thought that the swine was worthy of the pearls, right? And how would you think that swine is worthy of the pearls? Because if you really knew swine for what it was and you were being honest with yourself, you'd understand that that's not the case, right? So what is it? Most likely you've put that person on a pedestal that they don't deserve and you're giving them things based on the idealistic thought of who they are not realizing that in reality they don't deserve it. So them now turning around and trampling it under their feet is them doing what they do. A swine, a pig will never know the value of pearls. So if you give pearls to a pig, it will not know the value and it will trample it under its feet. So if you put someone on a pedestal that they don't deserve to be on and you give them everything you can, they're going to squander it and they're going to not appreciate it because they didn't ask to be put there. They are what they are, but you try to make them something they're not. And in doing that, you gave them access to things that they didn't know the value of. And in turn, they destroyed it. And what I found about the turning around and tearing you to pieces is twofold. It's one, the person, you getting angry with the person and being like, why would you do that? And and they go, I didn't ask you to... I didn't ask you to give me that. Who told you to? And it's that situation of doing more than is required of you and then getting mad when you don't get the the reciprocity, reciprocity or the accolades or the appreciation and the person turning around and looking you in the face and saying, I didn't ask you to do that. You did that because you wanted to. That is an emotional tearing to pieces. <clears throat> and the second way that you're, ter- um, that you're torn to pieces is when the when the pedestal shatters and you actually realize that I have been giving everything of mine to someone or something that does not deserve it and they've destroyed everything I have. That can be a tearing to pieces as well. And that's just the thing. If you look at people for who they are and don't put them on a pedestal or don't give them the pressure of being perfect or don't perceive them as being perfect, you're more easily able to decipher the swine from the people. And 
I say swine loosely because that's what was said in the scripture, but it's just people who won't appreciate, right? So you're able to decipher the people who will appreciate what you're doing from the people who won't so that you don't end up as often putting yourself in a situation where you give your pearls to swine, they crush it, then they tear you apart. Because I'm sure many of us have been there where we're in relationships where we give everything we can to someone who's not deserving. They manipulate, they take everything they want from it and they just leave us with the pieces. So no one deserves the pressure of perfection. As I said, it's much too heavy a burden to carry. It's he- it's a heavy burden to carry for them and it can also ultimately be a heavy burden for you to carry as well. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday.